Welcome to another episode of Empower Apps. I'm your host, Leo Dian. Today, I'm joined by Evan Stone. Hey, Evan, thank you again for coming on for this very special episode. Thanks for having me on, Leo. Appreciate it. Yeah. Before we begin, I'll let you go ahead and introduce yourself. Okay. Yeah, I'm uh, Evan Stone, and uh, I live in uh, California, and uh, I'm an iOS developer uh, for Martian Craft, and uh, I also have a, a podcast called iOS Dev Break, and um, I'm also working on a, a community, a virtual co-working community for uh, iOS, Swift, Mac developers, etc., called Swift Remote Studio. And that is still going well. And so, yeah, that's pretty much about me (laughs) right now. I have some side projects and things going on too, but uh, mostly what I've been focusing on is those other things and the the jobby job work. Yep. Cool. We had you on previously, was it last year, to talk about UI kit? So I'm really happy to have you back on. You've been an awesome guest. And we have a very special episode today to talk about the Apple event. So what are your like overall thoughts on how it went? Lust. Let's see. <laughs> I, th- I thought it went, <laughs> I thought it went really well. Uh, actually it's funny, but my reactions afterwards were, were that I wasn't really, the things that it impressed me about it were not the things that I was expecting. So yeah. Yeah. they threw some curves in there that I thought were pretty cool. And so I thought it was a great event, actually. It was way better than I was expecting because I thought it was going to be ho-hum. Like, I don't know what they can really, what can they beat from last year? And what can they do that will be more impressive than right. the Vision Pro, which they announced at, at DubDub. So, but I think they, they did a pretty good job. Yeah, I think it was not what I expected. It was what I expected and not what I expected both at the same time, what you're saying. And like you said, I was impressed by things that I didn't think I was going to be impressed with. And I think we talked offline about like my plans as far as purchase. purchase. Yeah, okay, I was wrong. Um, <laughs> right, me too. Um, because me too. there was something I was holding out for that I was like, eh, unless I have that, I wouldn't buy a brand new one. Now I'm like, yeah, okay, now I got to buy a brand new one. We'll get into it. Yeah. But yeah, this was the year I was planning on spending some money so i'd already saved up for it and yeah so we'll Turns start off smart <laughs> we'll we'll start off talking about let's start off talking about the, the apple watch let's go with that so i'd been holding sure. out for an apple watch for quite a while because quite frankly there really hasn't been anything new in like the three or four years like other than a bigger size screen it's really been boring are you now how involved of an apple watch user are you i'm there, there are probably different levels, right, yeah. of uh, Apple Watch usage. I use it all the time for my fitness stuff. Okay. I have the, the watch on all the time. Yeah. And I am currently rocking a Series 4. <laughs> so, yeah. And okay. what I, what, yeah, and with the Apple event coming up, my plans were originally see what the Ultra would offer, but probably I would go with the Series 9. Whatever that was, whatever yeah, beforehand, yeah. I had mostly just because I wanted to get something that if I could just replace the straight up with this, a Series 9, the wider 45 millimeter or whatever, then I would probably be okay. The thing that was really troubling to me recently, and this happened just within the last maybe two weeks, 
is that my battery uh, levels, it just started dropping, like plummeting. It's almost you're, like it knew that the You're not event on the beta or anything. It started before the beta, and okay. then I switched to the beta, and it seemed to improve a little bit, and then it went back to okay. The, okay. About the way it was before. Yeah. I think it's just from age, because, you know, it's a Series 4, so that's, what, four or five years ago, you know, that, that, I, that I got it, so... Yeah. So, yeah, uh, so I was really looking forward to seeing what the options were for this year. So what did you end up going with? <laughs> I haven't made any purchases yet, but the problem is... Unlike some that, people. Uh, yeah, unlike <laughs> some people. So I really feel like I want to go with the Ultra 2. Uh, yeah, we'll, I'm here. sure we can talk about what those the features are. But I, w- I was already leaning towards an Ultra, Yeah, but... Before this, and and so now, yeah, I'm, I don't know. There were there were some things there that that made me think, okay, I, I I'm going to do the ultra two. I I the reason I didn't do an ultra last year was because I tend to shy away from whatever the V one version of a thing yeah, is. Same now, here, same here. Having said that, yeah, I've, Vision Pro is probably a V one thing that would be advantageous to yeah. uh, to to take a look at. But, but so I thought, oh, I'll just wait for the, for the ultra two. And then I don't know. So I, my current thinking is if I can swing it somehow, I'll go for the Apple watch uh, ultra two, I think. Yeah. So I think I was leaning. So I was definitely going to buy a new watch this year because this is the first year where we have a brand new chip. Finally, yeah. every like six, seven, eight have all been the same chip and it's like right. totally been disappointing that they haven't really updated the processor at all. I was leaning more towards the Ultra as somebody who develops apps for the watch, as well as the fact I'm just surprised how many yeah. people have Ultras. And it's like, okay, yeah. like this is actually In a the useful wild, device. Right? People like it. People find it useful. So for me, it's like, yeah, this is actually a reasonable device to buy because everybody else is buying it. Totally not. I'm not going to be an avid outdoorsman. I'm not going to go deep sea diving. But like, <laughs> I really like the Apple Watch, and I want to take it to the next level. Let's do this. Yeah. So yep. the thing that I was really impressed with on Ultra 2, honestly, was that watch face that they showed yeah. off. Most of the new watch faces that come out are garbage, quite frankly, and they're a little bit novelty acts with like, okay, I like peanuts just as much as the next guy, but right. come on. <laughs> like, peanuts. how much Toy Story? <laughs> like, it's just like... Yeah, but like this new watch face looks fantastic. It's exactly what I want. Is I want yeah. watch face digital clock on it. I can read an analog clock, but when I flip my wrist, I don't want to do it. Like I don't want to have to think about it, right? And it has like a ton of information out there, and I'm just like, this is exactly what I want. This is what I want like this is the watch face I want, and I'm like, yeah, I'm. I was already leaning towards an ultra, but that kind of sealed the deal for me. Yeah, I was, I do, well, I haven't recently because I got into a bike accident last year, but I was doing a lot of, uh, you know, gearing up towards doing more mountain biking stuff. And so the ultra was okay. really appealing to me. Um, but then I, I had that accident, uh, it was at the beginning of last year. Um, and so I just thought, no, I just, I'm gonna, I'll wait. And, but now I'm starting to gear back up, no pun intended. And so I am <laughs> thinking more in terms of more fitness oriented activities yeah. and having a more durable watch to take on those. The battery I, life. I love the battery the, life. The battery life. That's exactly what I was like, just going to say is the battery. Yeah. Life. yeah. Two, like the other thing, 
<clears throat> yeah, I do running. I've done a half marathon, so I'm hoping to get back into running. So well, that nice. would be super helpful for me. What was I going to say? Oh, I was just going to say, like, yeah, you're never going to see an ad of somebody sitting on the crapper playing. What's a good, what's a really horrible game that people play where it has, like, all the gambling. Oh, ads. I don't know. What's a jewel? There's, like, a gem. Oh, yeah, jewel. bejeweled. I mean, that's the, the classic one. I don't know what they do now. Yeah, you're never going to see one of those ads. Because that ad in the beginning was all, like, people getting their lives saved by having an iphone it's always inspirational stuff and then like very little of it is like oh you know i love the iphone 14 because it lets me doom scroll on x.com like you're just never gonna see that in an ad (laughs) so it's funny just like reality and like their ads in the beginning sorry that was a total sideline but yeah, no, but it's I, true. I'm looking at the the screenshots I took of that initial thing, and yeah, it's very yeah the inspirational videos that they have at the beginning about how Apple Watch and iPhone save these people. Yeah, yeah, very Apple. And all of course, like all the games, they're all like these fancy 3D games. It's not like oh, this game really helped us catch the whale and we made a ton of money with these addictive... <laughs> it's like, no. It's like, let's do. Let's talk about really fancy game, games and stuff. So, yeah. Yeah, I'm looking forward to... So, the iPhone, you can order the Apple Watch Ultra now, probably the Series 9 now, and uh-huh. it will be available on the 22nd. So, That's cool. yeah. Anything yes. else you want to mention about the Apple yes. Watch? So, yeah, they have the, the new processor. So that's yes, awesome. But it, it's not only on the Ultra, but also the Series 9. Yes. They're claiming all-day battery life, which I mean, I was getting really good battery life before before, before my watch started taking a, a nosedive. I thought that was interesting that you can do name drop with the watch. Maybe that was a, a, something they mentioned at WWDC that I missed. I, think I thought it was the, just So that goes phone, into but. the whole new ultra-wideband um, chip, yes. I think. So yeah. the ultra wide band chip was introduced on iPhone 11. So now we're getting a new version of that. And I think, so A, you get better find my phone, right? And then on top of it, like, I think the name drop on the watch is a new thing as well. Yeah. I, I believe they, so. I sick. believe you need the new hardware. Or yeah. possibly their soft lock. They're only going to allow it on the new models. Either way, like, I yeah. think name drop was definitely an iOS 17 thing. But as far as, like whether it's something like on the new hardware for the Apple watch. I'm not sure about that. Yeah. Evidently, or at least assisted by it, because they did mention series nine has the ultra wide band. So I think the I assume it's part of the SOC. I would assume. Yeah. So I wasn't, yeah, I wasn't sure if that was completely new. If I'm assuming it was new with the new S nine system on a chip thing. So, yeah. So that's cool. That's yeah. and so you get that benefit whether you're on the nine or the ultra, which is pretty cool. No um, new SE this year. Yeah, I thought that was interesting. Yeah. And what do you think of the uh, double tap? So that I was gonna, is, that's so supported I put, on both. I put a link in the notes because this sounds a lot like something that they've introduced that they've been talking about for the last year or so. And there's this like yeah. assistive touch stuff. Which right. they they have briefly touched upon and had some videos on, and I'm curious about like how it's related to assistive touch. Double tap is awesome. Like I wish there was more stuff like that as far as like 
just allowing you to do more gestures similar to what they're doing with the Vision Pro, right? On yeah, it's, a, it's, it's exactly like it. It's yeah. the same gesture. <clears throat> yeah, and I wish there was more stuff like that because I just wish... I, I think I mentioned it in the Slack. Like, I wish I could do double tap so I don't have to take the call and it just goes away. I would do the opposite thing. Yes. <laughs> yeah, can we have double tap? I'm in the middle of something right now. Can I not yeah. answer this call? Like, yeah. Dismiss the call. Yeah, yeah exactly. Have you looked at the, any of that assistive touch stuff? I haven't, but I thought it was very interesting when it when they announced it. Because, right. like, like you said, I think that was a year ago or two years. I don't, I'm not sure how long ago, but... But yeah, it, it's amazing that they can track that on with the watch, you know, what you're doing with your hand right, and right. that it, that they have sensors in there that can actually do that. That's remarkable to me. Yep. And I don't do any watch development, but it would be interesting to see what options are available for that. If you can tap into that and what you can do with it. Let's see what else I had in my notes. I'm a, that's an accessibility uh, option that, yeah, even... Right. Just yeah, it is. That average watch developer can <laughs> tap into and do cool stuff with. Yeah. Pretty impressive. Do you want to talk about the environment stuff? It's a cool skit. We I like the skit. We could. Yeah, that's what I would love. I, yeah, I thought that video was the the environmental video was was fun. I'm not. I think it's good that Apple is doing all of these inv- environmental things. It's not necessarily a reason for me to buy Apple products because of that. Right. But I think it's great that they're doing that. And and that video with Octavia Spencer was that was that was great. I in fact I I want to watch it again just to see that because it was so entertaining. And it made you think about things like, huh, when I, it's interesting that they're doing these environmental things like the carbon footprint elimination, um going carbon neutral with Apple Watch. Um both of the Series 9 and the the Ultra, depending on what band you get. And th- those kinds of things are, they're interesting. And, and it's great that they're being very conscientious about that. And it makes you think a little bit more, I think, about the things that we do. And, you know, do we find that important? I, you know, I, th- I think it's really cool that they're not only making these amazing products, but they're also doing those initiatives as well. Uh, two things. One is I usually get the Nike watch, and that oh, Nike band okay. looks awesome. Um, yeah, it's too bad I will not be getting a Nike watch, but I liked I oh, like yeah. the little speckle of recycled material in the band. I think that yeah. looked really cool. And, and the, the faces. Other, what's that? The Nike faces. Yeah, I think did I miss? I think I looked away for a second, and they showed some of the Nike faces, and then the last one that they showed in that video, I was like, "What is that? Oh, it's a Nike face." I won't be getting a Nike watch, so I won't yeah. have access to that. I don't think, unless there's a way to get the access to those faces. I didn't. I don't think, I think so. Even though there's software, I think they're locked out of. Right. The, uh, like it knows yeah. what type of watch it is. Sorry, you spent <laughs> too much money on a watch. You can't get the Nike. Right. <laughs> And then, yeah, I always wonder, and I don't know if you know the answer to this or if anybody else does, feel free to chime in, but how does the environmental stuff affect, like, the fact that Apple, like, they assemble a lot of stuff, but they don't really make a lot of stuff, Mm. if you know what I mean? Like, the screen comes from Samsung, the chip comes from Fox. Like, how does that carry down their environmental initiatives when it comes to the actual, like, whatever you call it. They're third party folks they work with or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't know. know. It's a good question. 
Yeah, that's a good question. But hey, Apple strikes me as the type to to be able to use their influence to motivate their the people they work with to to go in that direction. Yep. Uh, whether they would or not, or whether they do or not, I I don't know. But yep. throw a little more money at the problem, maybe that would help. Or I don't know. Yep. It's an interesting yep. question, though. iPhone fifteen. Are you buying an iPhone fifteen? It was it was not on my list yep. until I saw two things. Even the USB C was not really enough to motivate me. I thought that's great. I love the convenience of now my mm-hmm. iPad Pro and my the the phone would have the same. Uh, and even the AirPods Pro, I thought that was great too. They they right. converted that as well. Right. But so iPhone 15, I was not planning on it until I saw a the titanium. Well, that's the pro. <laughs> and, that's is, the pro. Let's just talk about the oh, 15, 15. Okay, so 15, 15 regular. No, it's not on my radar. Okay, my initial thought was like I'd rather get a iPhone 14 Pro that has a bunch of other bells and whistles attached to it than get an iPhone mm, 15 yeah. at this point because it's like. Yeah, you save $100. I, I want to try out the Dynamic Island. Like, that's the thing, is I have, mm-hmm. I have an old enough phone now that... I, and going back to what you said, like, the V1 is never, like... I'd rather get the V2 of something, and Dynamic right. Island is a classic example of that. So I was like, I'm either going to get a 14 or a 15. So, yeah. So, like, I just don't... Like, you get so many features with the 14 Pro over the 15, like the promotion... Mm-hmm always on screen probably like it just and probably the camera is honestly probably better even though there might be some more fancy machine learning in the 15 i would assume you get a better camera on the 14 pro so it's like yeah i don't know that's my thinking i got the sense that it's it felt like the camera from the 14 pro was in the 15 but i i could be wrong about that i'm not a camera photography guy so i don't keep track of excuse me i don't keep track of all of those details super well But the 15 pro Uh, has three lenses as opposed to the 14 that's true 15 has only two lenses the 14 pro always has the three lens so yes i don't see how you would ever get a better camera good point technically so yeah yeah right no that's probably a good strategy if you're trying if you're just deciding between those two options right like at this point, 14 Pro would probably still be a better option than a 15. Yep. Or 15 yeah. Plus. So, and the, the 15 Plus, I totally forgot about the 15 Plus. <laughs> you know, the, Do you like, are you a big screen I, person or a small screen person? Yes. Yeah, okay. I'm, I've always had, ever since the 6 Plus, I've gone with the, oh, I'm sorry, I take that back. I did get an iPhone 10, but the right. next phone after the iPhone 10, I was back to the large displays. Okay. So, uh so yeah, I have a 14 Pro Max right now, okay. and I think I'm going to stick with that, even though every once in a while, I like if I go, if I ask my wife for her phone, she has a 12 Pro, and I go, this is actually not a bad form factor. <laughs> so, I, what do but, you feel like you gain out of it? I have a Max as well, like, and I don't know if I'd go Max, stay with Max or go with regular Pro. Mm. Would you, like, what's your feeling on it? I just I like the larger screen. Yeah. I feel like it it makes things yeah, there's just more to it, right? And it has slightly better camera also, I think. Right. As yeah, I that's I, true. That is true. Right. I'm, right. I so could let's be get wrong in, about that. But, yeah, yeah, let's get into the pro. So why what, what entices you about a 15 Pro? 
Oh, okay. Yeah. So the 15 Pro for me, titanium. that that material, that titanium having a it's stronger, lighter, thinner borders, made out of the same stuff Mars Rovers made out. Of. <laughs> no, that's not really a selling point for me. But the brush texture, it's a really awesome looking phone. Even though I put my neck in a case, so I probably wouldn't even see that. Right. But, but having a lighter phone would be nice. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. Um, and then the- also the other feature for the pros for me was the uh, the camera and I don't know what do we want to do the spoiler thing <laughs> with the spatial camera. So uh, doing yeah. spatial video. Yeah. For me, that was the one thing that I saw that I, yes. I thought, oh, now I have to upgrade. So, At least I think I do. I think that was the thing that I was like, well, it sounds like they're not going to even have that this year. Then I'm like, I'll just get the 14 Pro. And then when they announced that today, I was just like, oh, yeah, I have yeah. to get the 15 Pro. Right. Is it only on the Max or is it on both? On, I think it's on both. Okay. Okay. But the fifth, the I, Max, that's my understanding. The Max is the one that has the 6X optical zoom. Is that correct? I think so. Okay. This is what happens when you record right after the event. Let me look real quick. I'm looking at the Pro here. Come on. Camera. Pro camera. Yeah, where is the camera? Oh, here we go. Zoom. Optical zoom on the Pro is only 3X. Optical zoom on the Max is 5X. 3X on the Pro? 3X on and the then, Pro and no 3D sensor shift, optical image stabilization, and autofocus. I assume that 3D thing is probably for spatial video. I'm going to assume that, and I could totally be wrong, and somebody can call me out on it. But my 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 thinking is, I think you can only do spatial video on the Pro Max. So I don't see it. Spatial audio, but they don't say anything about spatial video. Oh, they, so, that's not even on the tech specs. Yeah, and that's yeah, what I'm looking weird. at. Because I assume that's a software thing, probably that will be in seventeen two at this point. So, yeah, spatial video. It's on the first part. Oh, no, because that's a software thing that isn't available yet. Um, I bet if we went back into the event video and checked. It Take spatial videos might, might on the 15 clear. Pro and relive them on the Apple. So maybe that is on either one. I would hope so. Okay. But you like the bigger phone anyway. What do you care? I know. I know. <laughs> Even though I've been thinking. Of, okay. So, yes, I like the bigger phone. But having tried the smaller one, I've also liked. It's an interesting form factor. For me, it would feel like a little bit downsizing. But it could play into the strategy of buying this year's smaller phone and then being a th- doing the thing where I could pass on the the pro from this year to my wife who prefers a smaller phone okay. next year and then just do that kind of cycle where we gotcha. get a new phone and then that way every, you and your uh, wife are on the same size year. and you can Exactly. Yeah. yeah. I've been yeah. toying around with that idea. I've also been thinking about doing the upgrade program if that's a thing still. I don't I thought it was. So how often do that, you buy a new phone? I don't really buy a phone all that often, but with an upgrade program like that, I, mean, I don't know. I might be inclined to to do that every year. I don't know. Okay. I uh, want to see how that all works. I, I mean, every every year, I, well, not every year, but whenever I am going to search for a phone, I look at the specs or the details of that, and I think, not this time. <laughs> so, yeah. I think I last year, so the iPhone 11 Pro Max was my last phone, and I actually bought that used. 
This is my current phone. I actually bought it used the year of the iPhone 12 because I just was not impressed with anything on the 12. And I was like, I want dark. So I had a, I had a 10s before that. Um, oh, okay. Okay. And that I had bought brand new. And then before that I bought the eight plus brand new. I did not buy a 10, uh, cause I wanted to save some money. I didn't really care about face ID and all that stuff. But the iPhone 11 Pro, I was like, I had to get that because I really wanted the dark at night photos. And then everything since then, other than maybe the Dynamic Island, there really hasn't been anything that's, like, enticed me. And then just the battery has gotten worse. It's a five-year-old phone, as you might imagine. And, like, I wanted something with a Dynamic Island. And I figured there's been enough upgrades in the last three or four years that's worth it. And it's like, okay, so this year it's either 14 Pro or 15 pro and like you said spatial video that's it like that does it for me there's the there's a bunch of other stuff that i liked about the pro but really that spatial video thing is the thing i was waiting on i was like i'll buy a 14 and then next year they'll come out with spatial video but no they already have it out this year so like now i'm like i gotta get it i gotta get the new one yeah so Yeah. yeah how much space do you usually get i think i've been edging up i think i have a 512 right now Okay. I but I think I probably could have got a 256 and not I would have I would be creeping up to filling it up but or maybe I am over. Anyway, so I'm happy with the 512. I think that was yeah, the right decision here. on yeah. this last one. So the price isn't Yeah, so one terabyte. I mean, Unless I, mean, I could get all my photos on there, uh, yeah. which I can't cuz I have too many photos, like I think I'm just oh, going to yeah. stick with 512 again and it's perfectly fine. Yeah, and if yeah, well, then we have the spatial video thing. Like, how dense is that? I don't know. Well, I don't know if you know this, but Apple likes to make money off of services, and they offered a new service this right. year. Terabyte. Yes. The six terabyte yes. plan. So, yeah, I think they know exactly what they're doing here. I was really happy about that. You know, no, I'm happy about it, too, because I'm sick of... So I don't want to run long. out of space. Yeah. Right. So all our all my family is on a two terabyte and okay. I've, I just checked maybe, I want to say maybe a, a month ago or whatever. And I was concerned that, oh no, two terabytes, the limit. Yeah. And how many people are, are we talking here? It's just three of us. Okay. okay. But my daughter takes a, a lot of video and she shares a lot of videos and gets a lot. Of, so okay. a lot of her video stuff ends up in, in iCloud and, and I have quite a bit too. So so the fact that they're introducing new plans is such a welcome change. I'm really glad that they're doing that. So the two older daughters have now devices of their own. And by devices, an old iPhone and an old Apple Watch. So we're not quite at a point where we are taking up a lot of space. However, yeah, I don't... They Do they... What's the max right now on the number of people in your family? As you might, as I have a lot of people in my family, so that's why I asked. That. Right. I don't know. Is it but luckily, five? they're youngins, so they don't really have accounts. But I can see in a few years that becoming an issue. I'll have to fight yeah. a, file a feedback, feedback item for that. We'll see. Yeah. But yeah, if, yeah, she, if you have know. a daughter who takes a lot of video, that's, yeah, I could see that eat away, especially spatial video in the next year or two. Yeah. 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 And unfortunately, they haven't changed the iCloud Plus information. So if you go to okay. apple.com iCloud, it still says it has two terabytes as the top end. 
Okay. So. So did they hmm. explain again? Do they up everybody's to six, or do you have to pay more for six? Oh, that is a really good question. Let me see if I have that screenshot. I got the sense that we had to pay. I would assume Apple would not. Yeah. I w- yeah, I'd assume that we just have to pay more for the okay. six and twelve. I would assume so as well. So, but I'm oh, I'm glad that they didn't do. Yeah, so it's yeah, it's so they still have the two, and then there's six and twelve. They don't mention any prices there, but my assumption is that you just pay more and you get more space. Right. I'm glad they didn't do two, four, six. So now we have a lot more space here. Right. This is great. Right. Of course, yeah. I haven't seen the prices yet, so I'm, it may not be <laughs> that great, ultimately. Anything else you want to talk about concerning the event today? Let's see. I didn't know if... Did we want to talk about the A17 at all? I don't have much to say. talk about it other than... Oh, it's we have it's a new processor and... Three, is this the three millimeter one? Uh, yeah, it, uh, three okay. nanometer. Mm-hmm. nanometer. So that's a, that's a big... A big deal. No, I, I'm not one of these processor spec type people who watches that. But the smaller that gets, the more they can fit, and it makes it they can do more. They can be faster, more cores, and that kind of stuff. And so mm-hmm. it looks like they're still trying to push the envelope on that. Uh, it sounds like they did some really good stuff with the GPU. Higher frame rates, ray tracing. The ray tracing demo was pretty impressive. I'm not a real gamer, so I don't. I didn't really have much to compare against, but it looked cool. And I was thinking in terms of Vision Pro, like maybe that's something that is a byproduct of that work too. Uh, Well, the Vision Pro is an M1, Vision Pro is an M2, yeah. Or M2, Um, yeah, right. Um, Yeah. So, but at this point, they're all cousins. They probably share uh, ideas and, and design and that kind of stuff across. Yeah. But, oh, you know what we didn't talk about? What? We didn't talk about the action. We didn't talk about the action button. <laughs> yeah. So, and the phone. That's and so, nice. what do you think about that? It's nice. It's good that we moved it. Like, let's be honest. Most people silence their phones and never like. Yeah. Unless you're people who don't silence their phones, tend to be not very technically yeah. savvy. So it's nice to see that you can add. Like <laughs> now you have an action button that you can customize. Like there's yeah. a, there's definitely a lot of great ideas that they talked about, and I assume that their shortcut implementation as well. What did you yeah. think about it? Yeah, so I'm thinking the same line of thought that you were just talking about, which is that at first I thought, well, why would I want that? I really like having the hardware silence button, but then I thought I like literally never turn it off. Right. I, I always have it silenced. Yeah. So so. Then I started thinking, well, actually, that makes a lot of sense to me. I would be happy to have that in my control center. I would, silencing, if I could have that in my control center, just pull down, silence, I'm fine with that. And then have the side button be used for other things. I think that's great. Like the photo, using it to take pictures or the shortcut thing. I'm not, again, I'm not a huge shortcut. shortcut. And I'm not a power user with shortcuts, but... It could be cool, I guess, to, um, to use that. So, and I'm curious if you can like customize it to be like, one tap does this, long tap does that, double tap oh, yeah. does this, triple tap does this. Like, I don't know. I would assume so. So, yeah, I, 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 we're both we're getting two action buttons, assuming you get an ultra, right. 
Like yeah, so, I, I was thinking the same thing about the Ultra. So yeah, there's a is lot that, you could do with uh, Ultra or the action. Is that button, accessible to us uh, as developers? Is the action button accessible yes, to us? On I believe Apple, so. Apple Watch Ultra. Okay. Yeah. So that's cool. And so maybe it would be available to us as well. This right. the action button on iPhone 15 Pro. Right. Right. So yeah. it opens up some interesting possibilities. It, again, that's it's not really a selling point to me. It's cool, and I, it'll be interesting to see. And it, by default, it acts as a silent button, so that's fine. Um, I think it's so. I, guess I think we'll it's good that we don't have a hardware switch that may be allowing damage to an iPhone. Yeah. So in kind of the same way that we got rid of a hardware home button. And switch yeah. that to, in between getting rid of the home button, we switch that to software button. So I think like yeah. that to me, like, hey, if it reduces water damage or anything else, go for it. Yeah, yeah, makes a lot oh. of sense. Yeah, people don't buy ringtones anymore. So if you wanted right. to buy a ringtone, <laughs> unfortunately, you can't really have a ringtone for an iPhone 15 right. Pro. So, yeah. <laughs> We didn't really discuss the USB-C stuff, did we? Or I mean, we, we did it. Up. Thank you, Evan. I, but, because everybody uh, has been talking about it for weeks beforehand. So it's like, it totally was like, yeah, we know it's USB-C. So iPhone yeah. 15 gets USB-C, but it's USB 2 speeds, I believe. So it's basically no faster than what you get in a Lightning. Oh, I see. Okay. Right. The Pro, right. you can get a Thunderbolt cable, and then now you can... It'll actually like be Thunderbolt speeds, which is, right. I think, a thousand times faster than what USB yeah, 2 the is. Pros I, that was something that interested me based on the rumors, because I would be curious to see if it's a lot faster to debug on an iPhone Pro with oh. a Thunderbolt cable. Yeah. And also, as an Apple Watch developer, it's better, but it still could be even more more better. Oh. So I'd be curious about that. But yeah, yeah, what do you think? I, I didn't catch the thing about the Thunderbolt, but now that totally makes sense. I thought it was just USB 3.0, but if it's Thunderbolt, then that would make the their sales pitch about the doing video straight to uh, an external drive, like an external SSD or whatever, mm-hmm. that would make a lot of sense, being yeah. able to end with that high Yeah, the extra, uh, external SSD or external hard drive is amazing. It's going to be awesome. Yeah. Yeah, that, no, that's really cool. Not that I would ever use it, but for right. people who are doing video, that's pretty cool. And right. So USB-C would enable that. You can't deal with lightning. The I thought just on practical terms, having, I guess we did mention this before, but AirPods Pro 2, the new version, also is USB-C. And I thought, interesting too, they're the, the cabled AirPods. They're having a USB-C version okay. of that too. But that makes sense because oh, Does that they, come they with the iPhone? the lightning one. No, I don't think the it headphones? comes anymore. No. no. Okay. Okay. Yeah, you have to buy it separately. So finally, you um, can get external storage for your iPhone. Take that, yeah, Android. Yeah, that's right. No ringtones, <laughs> but we have external storage now. Yay. <laughs> right. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, you can have massive Thunderbolt storage. Yeah. Could you just imagine, cool. like, 12 South or, like, one of these companies coming out with, like, new hard drive case for the iphone just like, what is it just like a external power battery thing you have now external right. hard drive and then that's your phone maybe make it look and like one phone. of those nice satellite phones from the 80s yeah exactly yeah, yeah totally. um cool yeah do you want to talk about swift I... remote studio 
Sure. Yeah, we can talk about that for a little bit. Because the last time we chatted, I think we did talk about it. Mm -hmm. And at that point, it was things went a little bonkers. And I wasn't sure I wanted to continue with it. Right. Mm -hmm. So I... I was all, it, it, there was all this buildup. I got like 141 people joined to V1 of Swift Remote Studio. And then, then it really turned out that nobody wants that as a service, right? Nobody wants to pay for that for a co-working virtual in, you know, service. So I thought, well, okay, let's just go back and fall back and see what makes the most sense for today and what people would join. And so I thought, well, maybe not a co-working service, but what about just a co-working community? And so that's where we're at now. Okay. And it just has been building up. We're almost back to 100, me 100 members. I think as far as active members are concerned, I, I want to say somewhere like 10%, like maybe 10 that we see on a regular basis. Today was awesome for the viewing party that we did. Right. You were there, which was yes. great. Thank you for coming. We had a bunch of other folks, some of the regulars, they're like three or four regulars that uh, we see at most of the other events, but then new people showed up too. So it was really great. I think we had, I want to say there was probably about nine or 10 of us there, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, it was um, a good crowd. I, yeah. So, so, and then there was a lot of chatter on the, in the Slack, in the Apple event Slack about it today, people po you know, posting comments about it. So I thought today was probably the most successful event that we've had in a long time with Swift and Road Studio. Yep. And and it's just been in growing and it's I've noticed that it's really taken off just within the last, I want to say two to three months or so. Because it went from I, I was looking at the numbers and, and Josh Rock of uh, Dumarks, he's been w uh, with me since the, the start on mm -hmm. this project. Yeah. And and I was telling him uh, that just commenting to, to him about the the fact that it was like you know, at 40 and then 60, and then 80, and then just this last week, it was like 95. And so we were just having this discussion, and it's remarkable to see that it's really taken off. And it's great to see. And people seem to really enjoy it. We have the two weekly things that we do are the just a kind of a coffee meetup. We call it Swift Remote Coffee. And that happens on Wednesdays at 9 a.m. Pacific. And then we do a goal setting meeting on Fridays and that happens at 1230 PM uh, Pacific. Okay. And the, uh, the, the coffee thing is just everybody chit -chat. on zoom chatting. Yeah. Chit chat yeah. what's happening. Usually we get into the Swift developer kind of topics like frustrations with Swift UI or whatever mm -hmm. the latest thing, or actually lately it's been Swift data has been <laughs> and all the new beta stuff that we've gotten from DubDub. Then on Fridays, the goal setting meeting has been really useful because usually it's pretty lightly attended. I want to say usually four or five of us. And then, but we talk about, we set goals and then the next meeting you say, well, what of those goals that you set? Did you achieve those mm -hmm. or not? And then what you plan to do for the next week. And so, mm -hmm. and if you keep that cycle up, then it really helps you to keep on track with uh, side projects or whatever. Some people use it for education. So they have educational goals. So they're keeping those. And somewhere along the line, we started posting those in Slack too. So to keep a little more accountability and it helps you too, because if you post it there, then you can refer to it the following week. Like, what did I say that I was going to do? And so uh, yeah, it's, it seems to be helping. A lot of folks are uh, achieving their goals. So it's turned out to be a, a nice program. 
for yeah for sounds awesome i love it yeah we'll post yeah. links in the show notes so people can cool. take a look sure. and join yeah it's fantastic i think people should definitely get involved so yeah was there anything else you wanted to mention before we close out i don't think so i think are that's you doing it. an apple really vision fun. pro lab i did one in august uh, yeah, awesome. in the middle of August. Yeah, was it? <laughs> it was awesome, <laughs> and I can't talk about it. <laughs> so, Great no, for that I, segment. So, <laughs> no, what I can say, what I can say is there was on developer.apple.com there was this article, and I can dig up the link, but it had Michael Simmons and it had Dave Smith underscore Dave Smith on listed in there. A couple other developers too about their reactions to the Apple uh, Apple uh, Vision Pro Lab. Okay. And what I can say is everything that they say is exactly the way that I felt. Okay. The you, only... like, you could just drive there, right? Because you're in California? Y- yes. I, I Theoretically, I could. And if I do another round of this, then I'll go, I'll do the dawn patrol. I'll probably have to leave here at like 5 a.m. to get there well enough in time if there's a traffic and that kind of stuff in the Silicon Valley. But... But what I did was I stayed over the night before and just went directly there. And it, it was a really nice experience. Everybody's cool. super friendly, super helpful. Yeah, I would imagine. They had, what was nice was they had the mix of staff because they tell you that there's going to be staff on hand to help you. So what was great is they had a kind of a mix of folks that could help based on any issues that came up. But yeah, and especially the thing that, that, that impacted me the most was the thing that David Smith talks about in his comments on that article, okay. which is yeah, well, that the audible gasp that happens <laughs> because it, it does. It's like, it's a breathtaking experience the first time you, you try it and it's nothing like doing it on the simulator. Yeah. So, it's, a, so. it's vastly different. Yeah. 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 Um, Highly recommend if there's any way you can get to, I, I, unfortunately they didn't have too many locations. Like Cupertino is the only one in the U S right. Right. So right. yeah, yeah a that's brain. unfortunate. Um, yeah. You did you, I don't know if you can answer this. Did you come away with it with like a, oh yeah, moment where you're like, okay, now I see I have an app idea that makes total sense here. Where was before you were just like, eh, like, I'm not sure this is a good fit. The, what I had was the opposite effect. I went in with at least one or two ideas of what I wanted to do. Okay. And as it turns out, the, Things that I wanted to do are not possible to do with it, huh. and it's all that's all public because the if you look on the privacy information document that they have in the documentation for Vision Pro, there's an article on the privacy protection, which they specifically say in there that you do not have access to cameras. So the idea that I had w- involves using cameras for like an AR kind of purpose, and as per that document, the ideas that I had were actually negated. So it turns out that I came away with less ideas, but I definitely came away realizing that the experience is much more than we on the simulator and it definitely gets the juices flowing. Right. And and you start thinking, well, okay, Okay. if I can't do this, what can I do? And so for that, I'm hoping I can get another opportunity to go back because the other issue that I ran into, and this is what everybody knows, is that I went when Xcode beta six was released. And if you had a Swift data application, you could not deploy that to any hardware. I couldn't deploy it to my phone if I tried to run it. Yeah. And uh, so 
so I wasn't able to deploy that to any devices, hint. So, <laughs> so even though I can't talk about my experience, you could gather from that. If I can't deploy it to a phone, um, you can, by extension, see, think of what other devices I could not. This is not something I'm aware of as a person who's been doing Mac development on Xcode yeah. 15. So I did not know yeah. you couldn't do that. That's what that sucks. No. It, so, so it was literally just, um, the beta, it was beta five and beta six, I believe definitely beta six. Um, the, what happened was they released an iOS release that uh, okay. had a different beta interface or not beta interface, but the binary no, interfaces for, for, for Swift data. Yeah. Yeah, they were. They didn't align, and so yeah. and they knew about it. They Whoops. copped to it, <laughs> so yeah. they agreed that it was a problem. So it was resolved in beta seven. But by that time, I had already been to the lab. So was, hopefully, I can get another shot at it. So so we'll see. Anyway, cool. But it was a great experience. I highly recommend if anyone, if you're close to Apple Park, or if you can just if you can finagle making it there, uh, I highly recommend going to a lab. It's worth it. Definitely. Thank you, Evan, so much for coming on the show. Where can people Thank find you, you? You can find, where can you find me? Gosh, I think, well, I'm, there's swiftremotestudio.com that is the URL for that. And then on Mastodon, you can find me, I'm on, let's see, Evan K. Stone at iosdev.space. Okay. So that's my preferred. I, I stick to Mastodon now. I'm not doing much with Twitter or X or whatever it is. <laughs> and any of the other things. I just, it doesn't interest me that much right now. Maybe it'll settle down to the point where, where it will. I'm on Blue Sky and I'm on Threads and, and still on Twitter, but I don't ever check those things. So it's pretty much just Mastodon at this point. Thank you again, Evan, for coming on the show. It's Thank good you, to talk Bill. about this fun stuff. Um, yeah, it was great. People can find me on Twitter, X, whatever. At Leo G. Dion and Mastodon, I'm at Leo G. Dion C at C dot I M. My website, company website is Bright Digit. So take a look at it there for all past episodes and other articles and stuff. We've got some good stuff on there. Thank you so much. If you're watching this on YouTube, please like and subscribe. If you're listening to this, please post a review on your podcast player. Evan, you want to say something? Could I make a plug also for iOS Death Break, the podcast? Uh, Absolutely, yeah. And we're at iOS Dev Break. We'll put a link in the show notes to that. How often do you put out episodes? Very rarely, but I just put one out today. Actually, I recorded yesterday, put it out today. So, and the last one I did was like right before Dubbed Up. So, cool. but I'm really trying to pick up the cadence on that. Turn Doing that, that as well. Yeah. Um, iOSDevBreak.com. You can find it there. Awesome. Everybody, have a good week. Don't spend too much money. I will talk to you later. Yeah. Have a good one. Exactly. Bye, everyone. Yeah.